This episode is sponsored by CastlemaniaGames.com. Castlemania specializes in retro and modern video game accessories. Their store includes new retro accessories from HD Retrovision, Eon Gaming, Retrobit, and more. They also carry products from modern games to consoles and accessories, as well as homebrew and repo parts. At checkout, use the coupon code THEGAMERSLOUNGE to get 10% off your order. Thanks again to Castlemania Games for sponsoring this show. Welcome back to the Gamers Lounge Podcast. My name is John Meadows. With me, as always, is Eric, Nathaniel, and Dennis. What is going Hello. on, everyone? How's it going? Everything's going well. Happy uh, Happy Kirby Day. Well, that was yesterday, but happy Kirby Day to everybody. Yeah. Happy day after Kirby Day? Yeah. Sure. I didn't... And, and the day after Kirby I haven't day. picked up Kirby yet. I, I will eventually. It's going to be later much later probably before i pick it it's up a, it's, it's a great game but we'll talk about that later it's uh it's it's good yeah <laughs> it's, uh i i have no doubt that it is it's just i'm not i'm not in the mood for an open world kirby game right now i mean i may be eventually but i don't know it seems whatever we'll talk about that later but <laughs> I've been in a weird a weird place for games here lately anyway, so you know, it's it's whatever. Uh yeah. Put Elden Ring on the back burner, I was like, I can't can't do it. So not right now. So but we'll talk about that too. Uh, <laughs> but uh yeah, well I guess we could just go ahead and get into you know, what we've been playing since that's kinda of what we're talking about. Um like I said, I, I was playing Elden Ring, kinda of put it on the back burner when I get home from work all day and kind of relax, it's like, I just wanted something kind of, Oh, what's the word? Just kind of chill and relaxing. So I started playing. I realized that I hadn't played uh, Batman enemy within from telltale for some reason, had it oh, downloaded, yeah. never booted it up or anything. I think I was uh, going to play it on the switch and I never did, and it was apparently it was in my library from Games of Gold. I picked it up on uh, the Games of Gold at some point, so I uh, booted it up, beat it, and then was like, you know what? I kind of want to play another game like that. So I started playing um, The Walking Dead again, <laughs> uh, just because I hadn't played any. You know, I hadn't played any of them in a long time. And Which what one are you going back to the first season? Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And I think I've played the first season on PC, Switch, PS3, 360. I think I've played it four or five times. That's so, right also. It's, yeah. it's a great game. It's phenomenal. Like, that story is so good. Yeah, it's, it, so, so good. It's, it's good. So it's like, well, I'll play it again. And what I've... Honestly... Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like, honestly, like, if it wasn't 
for that game because honestly, like the first Walking Dead game is what really got me into the Telltale sort of games uh, in general and just that play style right. also. I think they really just kind of changed the way we experience those sort of narrative-driven games. You know, I think if we didn't have those sort of Telltale games from way back then, we wouldn't have a lot of the games that we have now. Who knows? Maybe Life is Strange wouldn't be a thing. You know, maybe, you know, um, like Twin Mirrors and God knows hundreds of other games. That right. Stop stuff like that. You know, they really kind of paved the way and opened the door to, like... Uh, increase the popularity of those types of games. I tell you, I tell you what kind of tripped it off for me was um, I've been following the the Star Trek game coming out, and it's mostly people originally from the Telltale people. So it's a Telltale game, but it's not made by Telltale. So it, sure. I mean, I it it has what's that? I just can't. Sorry, it's I didn't know. I couldn't remember what their new studio is called. Is it Skybound? No, it's not it Skybound. Skybound uh, got bought by somebody else. I forget. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is that Robert Kirkman Studio Skybound? I think so. Maybe that's why I got confused because um, he created. <laughs> what is the yeah, name of that? Resurgence. Resurgence. If they just get back to using that name, kind of like how THQ like went defunct and then came back as THQ Nordic. So yeah. Um, I don't know what the name of the company is. Let me roll down here. Oh, it just says Burner House LLC. I don't know if that's the name. Dramatic Labs. There we go. Maybe Dramatic that's Labs. The name okay. Of, uh, okay. But that's anyway, uh, they've they've been showing a lot of gameplay video on Twitter here lately, and I I pulled it up the other day and was watching it, and it's literally Star Trek, like a Telltale game. So it's you sitting there having the talk. Spock's on the screen telling you this and that and that and this, and you got all these different choices, and you know, it's like, ah, oh, man, I'm really in the mood for one of those games. And I just found it very relaxing and cathartic at the end of the at the end of a busy, long, tiring workday to sit down and just play a game like that and go, you know, I don't have any pressure. I'm not getting angry. I'm kind of relaxed. It's you know, it's like I'm kind of sleeping a little better. You know, <laughs> so. Um, those are definitely like because I was addicted to those types of games for a while so I was playing anything and everything I could find that was that style for the same reason basically I just wanted you know after playing so many like hardcore you know games I was like I just want I I just want to lay back (laughs) you know let me just experience a good story with like minimum input (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know and like and that's what got me into those sort of narrative driven games as well as like visual novels and stuff too so i was like okay i'm playing something i still feel fulfilled i'm going through a great a hopefully great story and uh and you know you're kind of getting your fix for a game while not having to you know overthink too much you're not using too much brain capacity (laughs) right yeah but i'm I'm still getting a story or still feeling like the batman game you know I'd, i'd started playing it just after we went and watched the Batman. So, you know, it was it was very detective-y and I like how they've you know, how they did the whole Joker narrative in the in the game, but yeah. it kind of made me sad at the end of the game because it's like you could tell we're going to have a third one and it's going to be this and that and we'll never know how that yeah. game was supposed to you know, how, if it, yeah, but it was still good. I mean, I'm not saying, "Oh, don't go play it." Just go in it knowing, "Oh, man, I'm going to be disappointed because I want to see how this trilogy ends and I'm never going to find out. (laughs) Because the way it ended, the two choices 
the two or three choices you can make at the end, it's like, oh, those are really big choices. You know, how is that yeah. going to play out in the next game? Oh, well, never know. Um, but... Also, like, I think they had, with the way they were setting it up, too, like you were saying, I mean, that third game could have really been just been, like, just the apex of, yeah. you know, of all these sort of Telltale games, really, of just them just really just going bigger and bolder than they ever have with yeah. their other games. It, cause... it really seemed that way. So, yeah. But, alas, we will never know. But that's okay. Maybe you know, maybe maybe down that the road story, someday. I don't know. That whole story was a mess. Like how they fell apart and stuff like that, and just you know, just mismanaged funds and just you know, basically a bunch of corrupt people suits and stuff yeah. up top. And it was just a whole whole mess. Whole mess. Yeah, it really uh, stunk. So it's really got me in the mood though for games like that. So much so that I went and bought the deluxe version of the life is strange true colors that comes with the remastered of life is strange one and life is strange not two uh, uh before stranger before the, storm. before the storm that's it yeah 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 before the storm i couldn't remember what it was comes with those two games remastered and i never played the second one but i played the first one so i started playing those this week it's like yeah i mean the remaster is nice it's nice to be able to play it in 4k it's not like you know, the greatest remaster you've ever seen. It's just, but it does fix some of the weird bugs that was in the first one. But I think I've played the first one on the PlayStation 4. I don't know. I had to go look it up to see how long ago I played it. It's been a while. But yeah, so I started started uh, playing that. I just finished chapter one of it the other day because I've been laid up this week with my foot. So I've been playing a lot of games in the living room on the Series S because this is the first time I've, I've been home. I've been home all week, and this is the first time I've been in the basement for more than five seconds because I can't walk up and down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the Series X was downstairs, and I was like, oh, the Series S is just sitting over there in the briefcase that I set it in when I walked in the door. I'll just hook it up to the TV. So, um, so yeah, I've been playing it. Um, I I uh, I played uh, I played a little bit of Grand Theft Auto. Yes, I was the sucker who bought the nine-year-old game again for twenty dollars no. on the on the Series X. I wanted to see what it looked like, and I hadn't played it since the play. I'm pretty sure I haven't played it since PlayStation Three days. I may have played it on PS4, but I'm I want to say it was PlayStation Three. I played the most of that game on. It's nice. The ray tracing looks good. The graphics look cool. I mean, it just runs better because it runs at sixty frames a second, so it's smoother yeah. and it looks better. It's you know, it's still Grand Theft Auto, but it's fun to play. I think Grand Theft Auto Five and Skyrim are trying to have competition. I think they for are how too. Many times they can release <laughs> each other. <laughs> like, yeah. oh no, they just did one. We have to do a new one. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're right. I'm I'm, I'm waiting to see what. Uh, what Skyrim does it's now. Like those, that, that's like the Trinity. It's like Grand Theft Auto, mm. Skyrim, and Resident Evil 4. The <laughs> Starfield is just a big host, uh, hoax, and it's just going to be uh, Skyrim again. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> but, I mean, it was 20 bucks. It was on, you know, it's on sale for the first month or two, something like that. If you got a PlayStation 5, you get online for free. So... It's like, I went ahead and just downloaded it on my account, even though I don't know if I'll ever play it on PlayStation 5 or not. Whatever happened to, like, did they end up splitting them? Like, because I thought once you bought GTA 5, that came with the online, just like... It does. You can buy the, you can buy just the online for $10 or the full game for 20. That's on sale. So normally I think it's 30 and 60 or... 
fifty and sixty or something like that. I don't remember how it's broke up at a regular price, but you don't have to buy um, the you know the campaign part of the single player of the game yeah. if you don't want to. If you just want to play the online, so. Okay. But you know, for free on PlayStation Five is like, well, heck, I'll just add it to my account. You know, if a bunch of my friends on PlayStation Five get it and say, hey, we want to come do these heists, okay, fine. You know, I'm interested in the heist thing on there. I think that's a pretty cool, pretty cool idea to play that in gta but yeah for 20 bucks it's it's one of those games that i'll pick up and play every once in a while i'm not gonna not gonna elden ring it and play it for 100 hours and (laughs) you know any of that yeah um, or just I, GTA it and yeah. play it for a hundred hours. Yeah, or GTA it and play it for hundred. <laughs> I, I I beat it once on PS3, played a ton of online, and then for PS4, I I, I played a lot of the online for PS4 because we did the heist and stuff with a group of friends. Yeah. I tried to do the single player again. I think I got halfway through the campaign. And I was like, I, I can't. Yeah. Just so much time. Yeah, it is a lot, but it it's was still, it's still. I thought it was pretty good, honestly. I mean could be way worse at least i was entertained by it yeah and it's been long enough i've been long enough up from it that it's like playing it again i vaguely remember the things i'm doing in it but it's like oh yeah i remember that now that was pretty funny or yeah i remember how this guy was like there's this trick to get all this money oh wait patch that out yeah (laughs) um and they added uh, I've been playing a, this week I've been playing a lot of Sea of Thieves since I've just been sitting on the couch they added um the new the new season started so they had the new story adventure uh Thursday I think so I've done that and they've the sea forts have been out so I've been running the sea forts like crazy I'm this close to pirate legend I'm 49 in gold hoarder 47 in the other two the merchant and the the oracles or whatever they're called so i'm that close to to getting pirate legend and i can go yes now i can start running athena stuff instead of all the other stuff (laughs) uh but it's fun i ended up being on a ended up being on somebody's stream the other day and didn't even know it they we were (laughs) like hey yeah well we were i was playing in the uh, i was doing one of the um the forts and this I suppose it was a girl. I don't know. She didn't have a mic on. She, you know, she was like, "Oh, you want to be alliance so we don't kill each other?" Sure. And then we played for like two hours, and we never, we ran two boats. I ran mine, and she ran hers. And you know, we just followed each other. And then at the end of it, she was like, "Oh, by the way, you've been on my stream for the past two hours, and everybody in the chat calls you Grandpa." Great. Ah. Thanks a lot. I appreciate that. That's awesome. They called me Grandpa. Thanks. Yeah. And I just went, way to make me feel old. Oh, we don't mean it like that. I, I know you don't, but it was just funny. It's, it's still funny. You it's a called funny. me Grandpa. Thanks. <laughs> and that's when I logged off for the night and went to bed depressed. <laughs> like... And that's when I uninstalled Sea of Thieves. Yeah. And decided, never again. Never again. <laughs> Uh, grandpas for me. Grandpa, that was funny. I and I don't even know how old she was. You know, it was like I went back and I pulled up the stream and went, man, I'm glad I didn't say anything stupid or offensive or anything like that. <laughs> you know, it was like <laughs> since I had no idea. Um, but yeah. So and the other game I played finally, Tunic came out and it came out on Game Pass, which I was very surprised about. That I played that game what did I say in the chat two years ago at 
uh, GDX, I think it was. Or I think you said something like that. Yeah, um, I played a demo for it last summer. Actually, yeah, when they through, did the uh, demos. Yeah, they had Ludonaricon, um, which was more of a private press only thing. Mm -hmm. But then maybe like a month or so later, they did have um, like a summer demo festival on the Xbox. Where you yeah, and it came out then. Them. They had yeah. Uh, at the time, that game was broken, so I'm glad they fixed it because that game is fantastic. See, I don't remember it being broken, but maybe I just didn't. Wasn't. Maybe I just didn't play it that much when the demo was out. I know the version I played at GDEX was not broken at all, and it was pretty much that demo. But I don't remember. I don't remember what we were playing it on. If we were playing it on PC or if we were playing it on PlayStation or not PlayStation or Xboxes, I don't remember. It's been that long ago. Um, I, PC. I feel like usually builds like that demo builds at conventions are always like through PC unless yeah. you're trying to like yeah, showcase yeah. something on a console. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I don't remember it, like said, it'd been so long since I played it, but yeah, because like, you know, the, the developer spoke at GDEX and we talked with her and, you know, the, the head of the, head of the developers and, you know, and all that. And it was a, it was really cool. I've got a, I've got a pin, a button around here somewhere because they were passing out buttons of all their games, Night in the Woods and Overland or whatever it's called. And, you know, but yeah, I mean, I, I really like that game and I, I played, I, you know, I'm going to go back to it. I haven't played it in a couple of weeks. Uh, I played it the first two nights straight that it came out. Um, uh, but yeah, it's, it's really fun. I love the, the instruction book you get with all the pages that you find with all the little it's hints so to tell you yeah. who, what, and where. And, you know, and even if, even, you know, even they do, and it's, um, you know, it's written in that weird language, but you figure out, you know, you can figure out pretty easily what, what it is. I want to see a physical version of it. I want to see a physical version on Xbox. I want to see it with the, with that instruction book printed in, in my hand. Yep. Um, just because it's really nice and the arts. It's so nice. And it's like super, the, however they scanned it, assuming they didn't just design it all on the computer, but however they scanned it is like super high res too. Cause yeah. like, I don't know if you're like zooming in, but like, my God, you can like yeah. really get in there. And I don't know if they did it in engine. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how they did it, but it's like, it should, it be, like should be pretty easy to do. You should just be able to print them yeah. out. It shouldn't be hard. Yeah. You know, it's limited run. You've got it, you know? And Limited Run's supposed to be doing uh, Xbox games at some point. They announced that, like, last year. And they have not released one yet, so... Yeah, so I don't know what, what that's all about. So hopefully, if any of them... If anybody releases it, I hope it... Yeah, I hope Limited Run does one, because that'll be the easiest to get. I mean, Strictly Alone, it's cool, but I don't know anybody... Nobody's really doing uh, limited prints of Xbox games, because they used to have the the uh, print count too high um yeah but you know but i'm a, i'm a couple hours in it i got my sword i got my shield i um i got my what was it was it a key i got a key to unlock the house but that's where the shield was at i think that maybe is where i stopped i haven't went any farther yet but i remember <laughs> your, your tweet you put up where you went into the uh 
the windmill and you saw the scary guy yeah. and you turned around and ran. I'm yeah. like, no, no, don't turn around and run. Yeah. That's the dude that sells you things. Don't be scared of him. Yeah, I didn't realize that at first because, yeah, like, when I walked in, it was like a pitch black room. Yeah. All of a sudden, I see this gigantic, like, skeleton fox. And I was like, whoa, I'm not prepared for this. Yeah. So I, I ran out. And then once I, like, took a breather and I went and I rested really quick to make sure everything was maxed out, got replenished <laughs> and everything, I was like, all right, let's do this. And I walk up to this guy. I start slashing away, but then like, nothing happens. And instead, he's just like, hey, uh, first of all, stop. Can I offer you some? Yeah. You want to buy some bombs? You want to buy some bombs and some health potions? You want to buy some of those for me? I mean, I've got those for sale. It's like, you're like, I want to, I want to say that he's, he's big and he looks like you scream out and he, and he sounds like, um, what's his name from Thor Ragnarok? Hey, you want to get on that ship? (laughs) That's, that's the voice that I picture him having. Hey, you want to buy these bombs? It's like, but, but I'm sure you you probably you probably got farther than me. It looks like you have. You looks like you got way farther. I've, yeah, I've been doing a good amount of stuff. Yeah, I've figured out a lot of the puzzles. Um, I just love the exploration factor of that game. Like sometimes I just love being dropped into a beautiful world, and just having at it. And I think that's why I liked Breath of the Wild so much. I mean, not that this game's anything like Breath of the Wild. It's not. No. It's, if but... anything, you can compare it to like older Zelda games. Like we're talking like. Yeah, yeah, like link of the games. link to the past and yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, you know. but, but definitely not Breath of the Wild. But the, but I'm just using it as an example where because uh, it's always the first one that comes to mind. Where like I just loved the idea of just here's this beautiful world. The story will unfold as you go through. You yeah. know, we're not going to explicitly state it to you. We're not going to hold your hand through this. Just play. You'll figure things out through trial and error, and then things will just start to click and just sort of blow your mind that way. And uh, and Tunic's been doing that in kind of both a slow burn fashion and in a way that's sort of like rapid, just depending on like where you go mm-hmm. and how you go about traversing a certain a certain area but yeah it's it's like every time i play i'm just figuring out something new or finding a new place i mean that game just has an insane amount of depth that i just was not expecting like i'll be honest with you i thought because you get the map for the overworld pretty quick and mm-hmm. i thought that was just gonna be it because i mean you know it's an indie game you don't expect too too much right you know um so and it's thirty dollars and which by the way is worth every single penny yeah um, it is it's worth every dime yeah um so uh but yeah, so I, I just thought that was it, you know, and I thought, you know, okay, there's a forest here, there's a forest there, you go up there, you probably get the game. I was thinking maybe at most this game will be four hours, yeah. you know, four or five hours. Um, nope. Nope. Here I am days later, you know, still playing the game and like that game has an incredible amount of depth because the overworld is just kind of showing you, hey, this is how it is. But as you unlock more pages, there's maps for other places and mm-hmm. more things to do, more abilities to unlock and just so much that unfolds as you explore places and so many hidden spots too. Like if you, there's so many like hidden doors and just like areas. So I, I check every corner now and I've been surprised. Like, you know, things you wouldn't normally see, like here's a pack of trees, just walk past the trees. All of a sudden there's a new area you're walking into and it's like, what, (laughs) you know, but it rewards the exploration. It rewards the curiosity. And I love games like that. And once you get that uh, sword, it, that stick is terrible and you get really frustrated so with the stick. Yeah. But once you, that, I mean, that's the first thing you got to do is find that stupid sword yeah. at the I'm starting sure area, take a right and go get that sword yeah. because you know, it's, you, you need it because once you get that sword, it, 
I don't want to say it gets easier, but it gets a little less frustrating uh, with yeah. the sword because you can actually kill some things pretty quick yeah. with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, no, that stick is miserable. But yeah, once you get that sword, it definitely opens up and you're able to breathe a little bit easier. And uh, not to mention, um, as you're kind of you know looking around, you'll kind of find these. Uh, well, you don't know what they are at first, uh, just random objects. But after a while, you start to realize, oh, I can actually use this to power myself up. And each item kind of has their own sort of usage, which if you could find the page for it, will actually like, you know, uh, detail mm -hmm. like what, what. So one's for increasing your health. One is for increasing your uh, 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 magic. One is for increasing your attack power, your defense, so on and so forth. There's like four or five different um, things you can upgrade. Nothing too crazy, but, uh, you know, what you would expect. So attack, defense, uh, magic, uh, uh, you know, speed, yeah. things like that. So, um but yeah, it's it's just that constant finding of something new and this new thing to explore. Like I just got into a place last time I played was maybe about two days ago, and um, I just got into this area that, you know, I went. I'm trying to explain this area. It's like there's a place, kind of towards um, the mountains. It's not the actual mountain, but. Uh, but in there, there's like a lot of construction. And I've been there a couple times, and I have found and uncovered so many things, you know, abilities, little cards that you get, which those cards are the ones that are the most confusing to me because you get a lot of these cards that you can equip to yourself, mm -hmm. but you don't know what they do. They just have random, like, hieroglyphics on it. Now, some of them are obvious, right? Like, some of them um, is like a heart with, like, maybe a couple arrows going up. So that's going to give you just a little bit more health. You know, one's going to... If you equip uh, one card, it's, they're like passive abilities, basically. Right. Um, you can switch them out at any point. One's going to give you uh, more damage at the cost of health um, or can um, make enemies catch fire, uh, so on and so forth. There's, there's just a lot. Um, and But yeah, you find those all over the place, even though you're not really sure what does what. So you kind of have to experiment a little bit until you find the proper pages for it in the manual. And um, But... You know, as I'm going in this place, I just went down this elevator. I found an elevator all of a sudden that took me down into a place that's even deeper than I thought this place already was. So now I'm in this whole new area that I got to explore. It's insane. It's like this game keeps evolving yeah. and keeps showing you new things. And, you know, because the objective at first is pretty straightforward where it tells you, okay, you want your sword. And then, okay, you want your shield. Mm -hmm. And I was under the impression of like, okay, well, I'm just going to go to the right, go to the Eastern Forest, and then over here, just kind of handle that little boss fight there. And then once I take care of that, and then, oh, yeah, you have to like uh, ring these sorts of like bells also. Yeah. And to open up and, the different, uh, the one cavern mountain thing, yeah, whatever exactly. that is. Yeah. I don't even know what yeah, it's yeah, called. Yeah, it's like a big like sealed gate type <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. And, like, yeah. You need to unlock all the bells or hit all the, ring all the bells to do that. And I was like, okay. And then I think there's three bells total. So I was like, all right, the eastern one, and then uh, let's go to uh, the western one. But then all of a sudden, I couldn't get to the west like mm -hmm. at all. And I'm like, oh, what's going on? All right, well, let me just explore. Because I couldn't really go north either. So I was like, well, let me just explore. Um, but yeah, you just start to you're able to read the game as you play. And it's weird because it's like, you know, there's the game, you know, presents everything to you in this made up language, but it's an interesting way to kind of convey it because it's almost like learning a new language. Mm -hmm. And I kind of love it. <laughs> you know, <'Cause laughs> I, I mean, I love languages in general, but just that idea of playing the game and just, 
you know, as you spend time with it, oh, I get that now. Oh, I get that now. But it's not just an understanding of like, oh, that's a neat mechanic. Now I understand what that what that is. It's so much deeper than that. It's not just about, oh, that's what that button does. Oh, that's what that move does. It's not just, it's not that typical sort of, you know, figuring out what these mechanics are. It It's more of like learning how the world works, learning how to literally read, you know, these pages and just learning the sorts of ins and outs and uh, all these nooks and crannies of, of, uh, of the world. And it's, mm. it's insane. I mean, you learn as you go and it's, it's just such a great experience. Man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fantastic. I can't yeah. recommend it. I, it's, it's, so it's one of my favorite games of the year so far. I mean, it really is. Of course, I, two years ago, I was ready to plop, however much money i would have bought it right that day if they would have <laughs> if they would have, if i could have bought a copy of it i would have bought it oh yeah i would yep take my money i'm ready i'm ready right now i mean it's it was worth it what i want to know is what's the next uh indie game that's riffing on zelda that stars an animal playable character because we had kind of death's door now we have mm-hmm. this one that's like a, See, got a little raven real. a little fox and then now like what's the next one yeah. to be? <laughs> a lion it's weird like almost <laughs> trend so we need a third one to make it a trend yeah yeah it's got to be a third one so <laughs> well I, I think i think with with animals there's so many different art styles that you can do so it makes it flexible versus like let's oh, just create sure. a human yeah. character and you know because art styles can either like you know interest people or just completely turn people away you know but with animals they're very flexible so you can kind of design it and have your own style while still being cool and still appealing to majority of people you know and death store was great at that yeah. you know and same thing with uh tunic now so um well you know and that so. game looks all cutie and oh it's a little fox it'll be a cool little adventure no it's it's, oh, it's yeah oh i got <laughs> killed i mean it's it's, yeah, a, no, yeah. it's a it's a it's a it's a dark souls light set in a cutesy world i mean it's i mean i, I won't say it's full dark souls but no, you know no, but no. i mean it, it it pulls a little bit from those you know there's definitely from those games yeah because there's definitely influence because like in the beginning i was hacking and slashing a lot and now i'm doing what you would do in dark souls where it's like it's almost like fencing right where it's just like yeah. let me read their moves okay all right can i go block the block roll okay now i can yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's exactly. like i just yeah. don't go yeah, in you and dance you know you have to dance with them you gotta do yeah. a little bit of that samba uh-huh. you know just... yeah <laughs> That soul's samba. Yeah, because <laughs> once I once I got that sword though, it was just I was just going through and whacking everything. It was just like, yeah, yeah look at this, yeah. I can cut that. Yeah, this is the way this game's yeah. supposed. But you know what was yeah. funny was I, I did that and I had to stop and go. This is exactly what I did in Link Before Time on on the Super NES. The first time I played it, it was like, oh, I got the sword. Yes, I could just. <laughs> I got. I started getting like throwbacks to us. Um... Link Between Worlds on 3DS as well. Yeah. Um, I started getting a big, big sort of feeling of that, which I, I loved that game. So that game was amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. It was really cool. But yeah, so that's all I've been playing. So, Dennis, if you just want to. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So go we'll, on. We'll, so... we'll go from there. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, long story short, man, like Tunic is fantastic. It's worth every penny, but if you have Game Pass, do yourself a favor and please download it. Yeah. Um, I, I know it won't be for everybody because not everyone's into like dungeon crawlers and like Zelda type games like that, but, um, but at the very least, give it a try. You know, if you have Game Pass, what do you have to lose? You're, you're already paying yeah. for the service. You don't have to pay for the game. Just, you know, give it a try at least, you know, yeah. play through the cloud. If you don't want to download it, just play it. You'd be jumping in within seconds, you know? So, um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, in addition to that, let me actually grab my list here. Um, yeah, in addition to that, uh, well, you know, on the topic of Zelda, uh, I've actually been playing a lot of 
uh, Ocean's Heart, which uh, actually we have a review up uh, for. At the, if it's not up now, it'll go up soon. Um, yeah, I think that, if, if that's the one you're asking me about, it, I, it'll, yeah. it'll run tomorrow because I forgot again. Okay. <laughs> <Don't worry. laughs> My bad. <laughs> yeah, so like, so Ocean's Heart is, uh, like, if you want to talk about a big time throwback, um, that game is very reminiscent of the older Zelda titles. Um, it is a, it does have that sort of retro pixel um, art aesthetic to it as well. And uh, I've been having such a great time with that. It's, it's, you play as this uh, person named Tilia. And uh, she kind of starts out, uh, she's training with her father a little bit to be part of what they call the volunteer. She wants to be a volunteer Navy sort of guard, basically. And uh, they're kind of in this remote village. And one day he sends her out to go grab some, just some, just some resources, basically, in a, in a storage cave that they have uh, up towards the top of the village. So you go and you grab everything, but as you're coming back, the whole place is on fire. You're like, oh my god, what happened? <laughs> so it turns out you got invaded by pirates, and they kidnapped your father, basically. Not only did they kidnap your father, but you also try to look at one of your friends, and she's not around either. She's disappeared. So you try to put two and two together, and you assume, you know, you, know, you figure things out as... as as you go but you assume that they just kind of kidnapped her um, as well and uh and yeah and then you you know after some months pass by you know you finally feel like you're ready to go and then you leave and you're on this you know adventure uh where you just kind of go around this uh this world and you know you visit various towns and ports and meet a lot of people and yeah and then everything's set up like a lot of the older uh, Zelda games are as well, so you have those sorts of like screens, not not so intensely as the older Zelda games. Like you know, like it was just like one screen, and then you'd move to the left, and the screen would sort of pan, right. and then you'd be on that panel, and then you know, it, it, in a sort of like it was transitioned in a sort of like panel format. Um, but you do have these very small little like hubs, basically, and you're just kind of going from area to area as the screen sort of fades, and you transition into the next. Um, but yeah, I mean the controls are very simple and straightforward. It's very reminiscent of those older Super Nintendo type games. Um, so it's not asking much of you. Um, now the biggest problem I have with this game, which isn't really a problem that much, honestly, because the sword is great, and honestly, that's all you need at the end of the day. But they give you all these different like abilities and items that you really just don't need. I think they're mainly there for flavoring, but they don't actually do much different in terms of uh you know damage and uh versatility in the world so uh so i I just kind of stick to my sword because like once you're hours and hours and hours in like you're constantly having to go to the blacksmith to essentially uh upgrade your armor and your weapons but your your upgrades are usually limited to the sword and the bow so everything else has a base value already. But as you keep upgrading, I mean, you're doing an insane amount of damage with the sword. Why even bother with anything else? You know, so and and, and with the range that this thing has, you can just keep spamming, uh, you know, the attack button like crazy. There's very little cooldown, if, if any. So you just spam it, and you can just hack and slash your way through the game, really. So, again, it's it's both a pro and a con. You know, it just kind of depends on how much of a challenge you're looking for. But, um, you know, me personally, it's fine. You know, I mean, it's, it's you know, I'm not 
complaining too much about it, but uh, you know, a little bit of variety would have been nice. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I'm used to games like these where it's just like all you get is a sword, and you know, you gotta make you know do with what you got. So yeah. Uh, so it's it's fine, but the pixel art is fantastic, and there's actually a surprising amount of humor in it as well uh the game is is funny in a lot of ways uh considering you know the topics and stuff that they talk about but but overall it's 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 a really really good uh good time um, i got it uh sent to me so thank you tremendously to those guys and uh and yeah once the review goes up you can read about it more in depth and uh but yeah i mean i i recommend it if you love zelda likes and stuff like that Without a doubt, worth checking out, especially just for the pixel art alone. Uh, I promise, I'll put it up tomorrow. I promise. I'm. Okay. <laughs> no worries. It's it's been a uh, long week, and I'm uh, between between pain pills three times a day and the steroids, and just I, my my brain has just not quite worked right. Yeah. So. <laughs> no worries. Yeah. No. It's uh. You know if. It runs and looks great on the Switch as well, but if you, especially if you have an OLED model, yeah, I mean, it really, really shines through that screen. Mm. And uh, uh, yeah, the pixel, the pixel, like the the chiptune music is great, and just everything about that game is just really well put together, all things considered. Um, it can be a little janky at times, but honestly, you know, great game, great game. And uh, you know, if you want something that's more of a budget-friendly Zelda-type game, look no further than Ocean's Heart. It's great. So oh, cool. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, uh, in addition to that, since we're kind of uh, in an RPG sort of uh, description here, I've uh, been playing a lot of uh, Rune Factory 5 as well, and uh, that's been fun. That's been fun. Um, Rune Factory has been around now for I don't even know how long. I mean, Rune Factory, I long think the first came out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, early 2000s. Yeah, it's a spin off. It was originally a spin off of Harvest Moon, except that they wanted to make something a little more action oriented. So. Um, Kind of like what happened with Story of Seasons, minus the RPG part. Story of Seasons was a spinoff of, of Harvest Moon, mm -hmm. uh, or really became the new Harvest Moon because the team that made Harvest Moon left, and uh, they could, but they couldn't take the name with them because you know, they didn't have the, the property rights. So then they created Story of Seasons, and that's right. that's the place to be now. But anyways, this isn't about Story of Seasons; it's about Rune Factory. <laughs> and uh, it's <laughs> Rune Factory's been around a while, and uh, if you're not familiar with Rune Factory, it's basically a 50-50 split down the middle of like a farming sim and a uh, RPG. So you're going to be doing your dungeon crawling, you're going to be fighting monsters, you're going to be leveling up, and you're going to be you know smithing and um, you know crafting weapons and just uh, doing all sorts of uh, different things that you would do in a typical sort of like dungeon crawling RPG. Um, the only difference being really is that you have you know, a lot of these vibrant colors. There's not a lot of brown. There's not a lot of bleakness. You know, it, it's just, you know, usually these vibrant, uh, beautiful worlds that you're in. Um, and, uh, and yeah, you're going to be doing a lot of farming as well. So that's going to be the bulk of your time really is farming. And then, you know, you go and kill some monsters because, I mean, you got to level up and there's materials that you can only get from monsters, so on and so forth. And um, a, lot of, a lot of games have taken this sort of um, approach as of late, which I like because I like that balance. I can't, I, I, farming sims have grown a lot on me um, on the, over the last couple of years, but um you know, I still want that sort of flexibility of like, let me just leave. <laughs> you know, I don't want to be on this farm all the time. Like, please, God, just let me let me go somewhere and explore the world. Won't you um, let me live? <laughs> <laughs> it's like you lost the key to the front gate, so you're just kind of stuck. Like, uh... <laughs> but uh, 
but yeah, no, Rune Factory is like great in that regard. And there's been other games too. I like mo most specifically, I remember playing ones on the 3DS. Ones called like Adventure Bar Story, and uh, games of, of that uh, uh, caliber. I think there's one on the Switch also made by the same people called like Merchant Tavern Story, mm. something like that. And that's kind of the same thing where like you're, you know you're either running a bar, you're running in this case a tavern. Um, but you get a lot of your ingredients through dungeon crawling. So that's you just go out there you, and then you go into the world and get some ingredients, you come back, and then you use that to craft uh, meals and sell those meals to people, and then you're you know you're good to go. Um, but Runecraft, uh, Runecraft, <laughs> Rune, <laughs> Rune Factory um, is uh, ha has a whole lot of depth to it, and each one has kind of done things in their own way in terms of like mechanics and approach and whatnot, but. At the end of the day, it is like half Mormons and half RPG, and this one's been really, really good. It's the first one in a long time that's been like fully 3D and like over the shoulder. Because the one we got recently, I think either last year or the year before, was Room Factory 4 Special, which was a port of the 3DS version, which came out way back in 2013. So, and that did honestly did not look much different from the 3DS version. So I'm not sure what they did or how they can even call that a remaster. But either way, the game was good, but that was just a as straight of a port as a port can get, right. <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, I mean, don't fix what's not broken, I guess. But yeah. um, but the last time I remember seeing a full-on 3D Rune Factory was probably I'm trying to remember. They had one on the Wii. I'm trying to remember the name for that one. Yeah, but, they had uh, one. But that sure. one I remember playing, and uh, I enjoyed that one quite a bit, actually. And there might have been one on PS3, but I can't remember if that one was fully 3D or not. Uh, but I know the one on the Wii was, uh, and that one was a lot of fun. That one was super cool. Um, so it, it's been a long time coming. And, uh, and yeah, it just gives a whole new perspective to, to things. And I'm really just having a great time with it. And, again, you know, if you love yourself some RPGs, if you love yourself some farming sims, do yourself a favor to Rune Factory 5 because it's, like, a nice, nice balance. Um, there's definitely some quality of life things they can do to it. Um, and just some optimization patches for sure, but overall, because um, I know the game's been in development for a long, long time, and mm. you know this is the first new one since 2013, so almost 10 years, you know, from Runecraft. Come on, why do I keep saying that? Rune Factory 4. Uh, so, but now finally we have Rune Factory 5 um, yeah. after it was announced maybe like three and a half, four years ago maybe. So it's it's been a while. It's been a while, but it's out. And uh, it's good. It's really good. And, and, you know, earlier we were talking about just relaxing games. That's definitely a game that's, like, to me, relaxing. Because the time doesn't go by fast either. Because, like, it doesn't have the set time where it it goes by whatever your system time is. Like, it, there is, you know, uh, every so, every hour or so, um, you know, every hour in game is maybe, like, you know, 10 minutes in real life. You know, something like yeah. that. So, um but uh, but it's distributed well. I never feel like I'm rushing. I feel like I can get a lot of stuff done by the time it hits noon. Like if you wake up at either six or eight a.m., you can get a lot of stuff done by the time it's noon, which is really really good because there's a lot to do in that game. So it kind of gives you the flexibility of really making the most of each day and um, not having to feel like you're forcing yourself to, you know, go through the seasons and stuff like that. And it feels like you're really part of this sort of evolving world and evolving. Uh, narrative, and you can spend the time you want trying to do, you know, requests for people without feeling like you're, you know, in a hurry and stuff like that. So I really appreciate how they kind of do the time distribution in this game because there's a lot of farming sims where, like, five minutes after you wake up, all of a sudden it's time for dinner. Stop, stop that, stop <laughs> that. I hate that with a passion, with a passion. 
Like, I literally just woke up five minutes ago. Like, please stop. Um, so I, I cannot stand it. Because then I, I start feeling stressed. You shouldn't feel stressed in the farming sim. That doesn't make sense to me. You yeah. know? Um, so the only thing you should be stressed about in a farming sim is if the weather's all messed up. Oh, my God, how are my crops? Okay, stuff like that. Stuff that's a little more reasonable that you would actually be stressed about if you were a real-life farmer. Otherwise, you know, farmers aren't, you know, waking up at 8 a.m. looking at their watch 10 minutes later and be like, oh my god, where'd the time go? It's 3 p.m. I gotta pick up my daughter from school. Maybe they you are. So maybe, like, maybe that's the way it works. Maybe. They work so hard, the time just flies and you just don't realize it. I mean, you know, it's they enjoy fun. their job so much that it's just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, nothing like picking corn, John. <laughs> Let me, I'll tell you a funny story. My dad always said he was, his first job in, he was born in 22, so he would have, it would have been 1933 was picking corn for the local corn farmer for a dollar a week. <laughs> I mean, holy crap, a dollar. <laughs> but you know, back in back in the you know the late 30s, that was a lot of money. You know, you could. I was gonna say, like at that time, I mean, like I feel like. You know, I mean, like most things, if you could buy like a whole loaf of bread for like ten cents. Yeah, you know? I mean, but you like, know, yeah. it's like a dollar. She, it's like yeah, that's you, my problem. But you worked at a river bottom picking corn all the time. It's like yeah, and you could buy this many beers with that dollar that you got. It was like, all right, well, you knew how to spend your money. <laughs> God bless inflation, man. Like I always mm. think about, like you know, I to a point. I, just, I think you know when people like they talk about time travel and then they're like, you know, oh, what? When do you want to go back to? Everyone's like, oh, either the medieval ages or like all these historical eras, you know, stuff like that. Oh, I want to talk to Abe Lincoln. I want to, you know, I want to. I just want to, you know, do all these all these things. Let me talk to Julius Caesar. Let me go back to the, you know, the, the Greeks and the, and the yeah. Romans and stuff like that. I want to see the Colosseum before, you know, before how it is now. And, um, you know, but me, I was like, no, take, just take a $20 bill, you know, and then go back to like nine, 1920. Yeah. And then hold it up in the air and go, look, I'm the richest <laughs> man in town. <laughs> and be like, this is future money. We don't know what this is. Yeah. They'd be like $20 bill. Uh, what's a $20 bill? Yeah. <laughs> or they'll just look at the date on it. Yeah. Like, Wait a minute. How did you print a $20 bill? Nobody has $20 bills. We, who's who's Lincoln? Like, but just just grab like 100 bucks and just like think about all the things you could own back then. Oh yeah. And then and then and then like don't even do anything with it. Just keep it and then go back to present day and just see how much of an investment that was. Just own oh take that $100 bill, use 20 of it to own an entire apartment building. You know, and then have like 80 years of just rentals, you know, <laughs> and just see all that revenue pile up, pile up, you know, and the next you come back, you're, you know, it's, it's like you did a smarter thing than Rockefeller did with oil, you know, <laughs> like, so yeah. you're just doing a slightly less, uh, gambling version of back to the future too. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No sports almanacs this time. <laughs> sports? Oh, wait, no. They they still had sports in the thirties. It's fine. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no. I mean, Rune Factory Five has been has been a really 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 good time though, and um, it's it's refreshing in a lot of ways too. Because I feel like I've been playing a lot of farming sims lately. That um, there's a lot that just very clearly rip off of Stardew just because of like how big of an impact it's made. Mm, right. Yeah, exactly. 
was so, still is yeah. Like, well yeah, yeah just I mean, not, yeah. Stop adding to that game yeah um but you know it's it's nice that i can you know go back i mean rune factory's always kind of had its own signature anyway so if you've played rune factory before you already know what you're getting yourself into but it's nice to finally play something that isn't that sort of traditional stardew type of, of formula you know yeah. uh for 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 a change and just you know get that rpg fix while you're at it too and the illustrations are just fantastic but they've always been like that with rune factory i mean x seed in general has always had and marvelous now um have they've always had fantastic artists over there so um you know the creative direction um for both the 3d modeling and all the assets and just the art style and everything um is really really good um, yeah. so uh but uh but yeah i've been playing that um in addition to that have also been playing um a little bit not too too much because tunic got in the way and like took all my time but uh started playing because finally it came over to Game Pass, started playing uh, Marvel's uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. So, um, you guys were not kidding. They do not shut up. No, Those no. Guys it's, they talk and talk to each and other. talk. <laughs> and it's unbelievable. It is unbelievable it, how much they talk. The uh-huh. amount of dialogue in that game, it's seriously impressive, yeah. really, if anything. Like, it's really, really impressive. Because they don't stop. And everything feels very natural, too. Nothing feels forced. Like, right. you'll walk a different direction and they'd be like all right quill what's 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 you know what are you doing over there like let's you know we gotta go this way like you know right. everybody's like talking to you and like reacting to your actions and just your movements anything really you know even if you're you know you stand and still you just start shooting at nothing it's just like what are you doing like they start yeah. making fun of you like this guy over here like, yeah. <laughs> this is really really funny it's great uh, um, yeah. I, I love it but I haven't put too much uh, time into it. Maybe just three to four hours. So I'm still early, early on. Again, Tunic came out and just kind of like you know, you know, uh, sort of uh, stole my heart basically because yeah. <laughs> I fell in love with Tunic. So, but uh, but the little bit that I have played of Guardians of the Galaxy though, I have been enjoying it. It's not 100% what I thought it was going to be, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But it definitely took some <clears throat> adjustment, I guess. Um, the combat I feel could feel a little bit better. That's just me. Um, it's not, you know, this super, uh, fluid, um, sort of experience, but mm. otherwise everything outside of that though, I'm really, really enjoying it. Again, I love all the banter. I love the level design is fantastic. The cutscenes are really well done. Um, again, the, you know, the dialogue, um, is just too, too good. And, um, uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying it. And it doesn't, it doesn't try to overwhelm you either. Like, that game mm-hmm. gives you exactly what you need. It doesn't feel like it's too much. It doesn't feel like it's too little. That game is just a very solid package of what it's meant yeah. to be. You know? it, feels, it just feels, it feels proper, you know? It, um, it made, it, the, that game makes me wonder, what in the heck were they thinking with Avengers? I mean... <laughs> Give us the money, that's what they're thinking. Yeah, I mean, it's like... <laughs> They could have had something like this with Avengers. I mean, you know, not necessarily, uh, you know, a carbon copy of that game. But after, you know, you play Avengers and then you're... Then I, I think people that played Avengers, then uh, Guardians came out and everybody was kind of... Uh, I don't know. I remember how Avengers went and I don't know yeah, if I want to... Yeah, it bad taste in a lot of people. Yeah, it so. did. And, and I, I think... I, I don't want, I don't, a million copies is nothing to sneeze at, but at the same time, you know, it was below performance of what Square Enix thought it should be, so, you know. As I, everything is to them. Apparently. That's literally every game that they put out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
every game to them is it's just ridiculous. But oh, we didn't sell a billion. Oh, it's way oh, below. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's. I'm glad it got on Game Pass just to get more eyeballs on the game and people to actually play it. Yeah, and you know, hopefully that that'll in turn when it goes away, people will will go out and buy a copy of it. But who knows? I mean, you know. But anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but. Oh no no! no. <laughs> it, it, yeah no, I mean the game the game's really good, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad it finally came to Game Pass because I think, like you said, it just it just Avengers put a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. Yeah. Considering like, hey, like it'd be one thing if this was published by someone else, but it's just like here's another Marvel game from Square Enix again. We saw how that happened last time, you know. So I mean, it, it, God knows how it's going to go this time. So, yeah, yeah, Avengers was very much a hey, we're going to use this license to make some money, and this is hey, we really love Guardians of the Galaxy, so we're going to put as much love into it as we possibly can. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, but yeah, no, been been enjoying that one. I'll, I'll jump back into it eventually. Um, just once, I'm just Tunic, man. Tunic, Tunic, <laughs> Tunic's too good. So <laughs> just uh, that that's really where the bulk of my time on Xbox, anyways, has been yeah. kind of uh kind of going to so uh but yeah last but not least um kirby and the forgotten land been playing that that came out yesterday um again since it just came out yesterday you know i i i put a couple hours into it, like a lot of hours but it's uh you know i think but definitely by the time we have the next podcast obviously i would have beaten it by then and then i can talk about it more in depth but uh from the couple of hours that I've played so far, it is it's great, man. I, I it's hard not to have a smile on your face while you're playing the game just because it feels great. It just makes you happy. It's a feel good game to play. The level design is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's Kirby and he, he's cute too. So it's like it stuff, spits it out. Yeah, yeah stuff, and like man. and all the new abilities, like the mouthful mode thing, which is I mean obviously funny, but like it's it's actually like a really neat mechanic, uh, and it's really really cool. Um, just all the different things he can sort of turn into to and utilize to you know solve uh you know puzzles and get collectibles and things like that uh and i love that each level has their own sort of objectives in it uh that way it kind of gives the levels replay value if you don't sort of um you know run through it uh or you know take care of them all the first time around so um i i've been trying to like 100 percent each level so so far i've been doing pretty good with it but some of them i have had to uh replay a couple times just to you know find uh certain like rare items and things like that right. uh, but yeah i've been wanting to 100 percent everything because i usually 100 percent every kirby game i've been doing that now for kirby. the last couple entries so basically since triple deluxe on 3ds so triple deluxe my robobot you're back uh, epic yarn on 3ds and then was that the, the curse one on Wii U? I can't remember what that one was called. I can't remember. I have it over there. Oh, on Wii U or Wii? Wii U. I think it was Rainbow Curse. Wait, yeah, Rainbow Curse, Curse, Rainbow Curse, yeah. yeah. The clay one. Um, yeah, the clay yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it's it's been such a great time. The game's colorful. The game's great. The game is just such a good time. I mean, the levels are just, they're just so good. And honestly, that's one of the things that's made kirby so fun for me for so long as i love just kind of going into whatever crazy world he goes into next and you know seeing all the fantastic level designs and how they utilize it but this one's very different this one isn't your traditional sort of 2d you're, side scrolling you're, you're playing it because you want you just want to transform into the car don't lie <laughs> the car's a lot of fun honestly the i know it was a demo. I was like, it's kind of yeah. neat. it'd be cool if it was you know 
Like, you know, a big truck. How do you even get behind that? Yeah, yeah. Just run it over well, everything. Well, there's a surprising amount of items that they actually didn't show in any of the marketing, actually. Cool. Like, there's stuff that's just, like, I'm seeing for the first time. I'm like, oh, Kirby my God. Helicopter. Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> Look, if Yoshi can do it, Kirby can do it. <laughs> I'll eat that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, it's it's really, really great. I'm having a phenomenal time with it so far. But How, uh, how long is it? Do you know? Well, I, I, it's definitely the longest Kirby game in a while because... To put it into perspective, again, I'm trying to 100% everything, so I can't speak for the people just running through and just trying to beat the levels and just calling it a day. But for me personally... Um, they say 11 to 12. Probably. That would make more sense because I've put a couple hours into it so far. But basically, uh, my save file said I was at 11%. You know, and I've okay. put maybe... But I, again, I'm trying to 100% everything. If you're not, right. if you're just trying to beat the level and move on... If you spent three or four hours just like I did on it, um, but you're just beating the levels, not caring about the extra stuff, yeah, not getting you know, that. instead of eleven percent, you'd probably be sitting at probably closer to like thirty percent, probably. Um, so, assuming because you'd probably just be much farther than I would at that point. But yeah, I'm trying to hundred percent everything. I keep going back to the town because now that you have that waddle t that waddle d town, uh, you have like your own sort of upgrades you can do. You can upgrade all your abilities. You can like create new houses and like which all kind of have their own sort of feature to them as well. Um, there's like a gotcha mechanic too where you can get like trophies that kind of are reminiscent of like the trophies from like Super Smash Brothers. Uh, you can you know collect all of those, which those you get from. Uh, completing levels but you also get those from um uh they have like a little like uh, uh toy machine uh in mm -hmm. the town that you can you know put uh 10 of those star coins in and then just kind of you know turn around and then you get the little gotcha ball open it up and you know and then there's uh uh you know another uh trophy in there for you uh but it's not always new though like you will get duplicates but yeah. um but uh, but yeah no it's a lot of fun a lot to do in that game compared to like other Kirby games honestly certainly compared to Star Allies, um, so but uh, but it, it's kind of reminiscent of how it was on like uh, 3DS because both Trip of Deluxe and Planet Robobot had um, a lot to do after you beat the game not so much within the levels themselves but uh, they had like extra modes and stuff that you can do like Super Kirby Clash I think was actually a spinoff of a mode from there and same thing with Kirby Fighters was a spinoff of one of the games either triple deluxe and or planet robobot respectively so um but uh but yeah um there's not really extra modes in this one it seems like but the game itself has a lot to do by uh comparison though so um but yeah no it's a fantastic time and i can't recommend it enough but uh cool. but yeah that's everything i've been playing yeah it's on my list to buy at some point but yeah I'm not in a big hurry for it. I've got so much other stuff I'm playing. So. But, okay, Nathaniel, you got one game. We're all going to be shocked by the game <laughs> that it is. One. Uh, solitaire. Be playing Microsoft's new Solitaire. That's what he's been playing. <laughs> he's been addicted by it. From yeah. Windows Millennium. Solitaire <laughs> <laughs> game. Uh, playing Ski Free on yeah. some old Windows whatever machine. No, I've been playing Elden Ring. I've just before the uh, podcast ending, I'm like, I hit 90 hours in that game now. Jeez. And I'm not close to being done. Because <laughs> I'm playing it to take my sweet, sweet time and looking in every single corner and trying to do every little thing that I can find, find every little secret. Rather than like, hey, I'm going to go do this you know, main zone, then I'm going to do that main zone. So right. I'm like, 
Eh, I'm not going to do a main zone yet. There's like another little thing over there I can go look at. Oh, fine. I'll go here because I got to. <laughs> what over here? Uh-oh, there go my rooms. I'll go. <laughs> okay. But yeah, that game is really, really... It rewards exploration. So if you want to play it the way I am, then you get a lot out of it. But if you wanted to you know, play a little more direct, you probably could do that as well. Yeah. It's just... Yeah, it's got kind of like its big main zones that feel similar to older, uh, you know, FromSoft games where it's a designed thing where you have like a main path you're going through that has little branches off in it and little like, nooks and crannies and secrets to find, but it's not like the open world part. So you have all those plopped down in different areas of the game that you get to. And then you have all the additional open world stuff that they added to this game with all the riding around and finding a cool little uh, cave to go into or finding this, you know, NPC random out here that says, hey, uh, can you bring me this thing that you uh, may have? And it's like, oh, yeah, dude, uh, here you go. And then they, like, in classic FromSoft NPC quest line fashion, disappear. You have to find them again some other place <laughs> and progress it. And you may or may not know the direction they are going. <laughs> They did add a thing where you have uh, NPCs are marked on your map now, but only if you've met them and if they haven't moved. Right. Except for they have, like, uh, there's uh, this certain NPCs. They're almost like, I guess you could call them sort of like fortune tellers. They read your fingers, not your palm. (laughs) (laughs) They're marked on your map already, so you can go and get some cryptic stuff that points you to things in the area of, like, what you could do next. It's kind of like a... Uh, cryptic way to point you in, a, in in the direction you should be going. So it's like, ooh, you can do this or this and go this way and you'll fulfill your destiny or, uh, you know, whatever kind of thing. But yeah, most of the NPCs are just like, hey, you discovered someone somewhere and then like, they're either a merchant and so they're going to stay there or they're an actual, got a quest line tied to them. So like, oh, okay, I'm moving on somewhere else. I'll see you later maybe if you ever find me. And then yeah, you find them later. Like, I'm like, oh, I remember you. <laughs> Hey, there you are. Oh. <laughs> I'm being very, very thorough with this game because yeah. I absolutely love it. Cool. So I'm like level 89 or 90 or something at this point. And I've got my full loadout right now is a big sword, a morning star that's smaller so I can swing it faster, and then a uh, twin blade so I can... Be Darth Maul when I feel yeah. Like I was gonna nice. say I saw your tweet with the with the <laughs> yeah. Darth Maul blade. That was pretty I good. So. I actually have that. Yeah, but the Morning Star for me, it's not well. All that. Yeah, I mean, I've got like I use the big sword the most because it's it's good for stunning things. Yeah. So if you hit things with it, they'll like get knocked back a bit, and so you can it swings slower, but you can do a lot of damage with it. And then if you run into something that's like a skeleton or like rock enemies that are susceptible to the blunt strike damage and that's when we use the morning star just because you do more damage with it yeah man there's so many secrets and stuff in that game that's just like hey here's this cool underground area you found you found a map for this underground thing then you can't get to half of it somehow so i'm assuming (laughs) there's some other way to get to the bottom area that you're just like oh my goodness i'll come back and figure this out later because i spent like you know half an hour running around trying to find a secret door or something you know didn't find it i remember on the last podcast you were talking about how like you had like 
fallen, but you've done some like weird little glitch thing, and you found something like a boss, maybe like hidden beneath. It wasn't a boss. It was so uh, Stormvale Castle is the main castle where the game kind of points you out as you walk out. Like, hey, the main boss, of the story, go there to that castle on the cliff. So yeah. that's it's called Stormvale Castle. And when you get in there, it is super dense with all sorts of stuff of just like the pathways you can go there's like big oh, courtyard oh, that you get through exactly. there's like running yeah. around rooftops to find alternate paths and then there's all like stuff below it that you have to find like a secret path down to get to where i accidentally fell off of a roof fell <laughs> down like you know hundreds of feet and landed on the ground and on the desk screen saw this thing that I was like oh that's cool yeah. and eventually i found my way down there so i have actually been to that but it wasn't like an enemy it was like a dead weird creature corpse thing oh, that's kind of in a yeah. cave thing below yeah, way yeah. below the castle you're like oh what is this <laughs> that's cool so you did end the funny then there's a lot in that game of like hey what is this uh or yeah what is this or what is that you see something you're like oh i want to know what that is and you get it or you're like find some random like little nook or cranny or cave or secret path and find something on it you're like oh wow that was weird and unexpected <laughs> so it's just like taking FromSoft's design sensibilities and spreading it out into a giant world is fun. Yeah. Especially because they like have a lot more verticality than you get in most open world type games. So it's fun because you get lots of big vistas to look at. Or, hey, how do I get to the top of that giant cliff? You know, mm. stuff like that. Running around on your mount doing double jumps. <laughs> Falling down a cliff and finding the uh, the little village that's all jar people, you know, oh, yeah. good stuff. Oh, yeah. the jar yeah. people are funny. It's like Jarberg, and then there's an NPC in there that's like Jar Baron or something. Is its name? To... It's just a kid that talks to you. You'll have to, you'll have to send me a, a picture or something on Twitter. I'm curious where that is now. It's easy to find. Yeah, I could show it to you if you wanted to. Like little funny, like yeah, you're right. Little funny weird things are like you know some of the NPCs you meet that like help you. You can, you know, help you along the way, or I won't spoil too much. There's a, a boss fight later. You can use some of them. And there's one that's like this giant jar pot guy that is just like, like just a big whiner and like just kind of generally just useless. And I'm like, all right, here we go. He's here providing humor. It's kind of funny. Interesting that, you know. How dare you besmirch the name of Alexander, <laughs> who is totally in the gameplay uh, reveal video. Is funny. <laughs> I got stuck again. I'm a coward. But it is definitely a time-consuming game. Uh... Yeah, and I just I, I haven't been in the mood to play it, but I enjoyed it when I was playing it. You know, it's not that I didn't like it, and that's surprising because I usually don't care for Souls games. So yeah, you know, it was for me to actually tried, go. Hey, I kind of like this. This isn't bad. You know, was, I tried Dark Souls two on PS three, and after the first boss, I couldn't get any further. I, it just wasn't. And Dark Souls friend, two is the worst. Like, I might like Bloodborne because like it's not. He's like it's a little bit easier, and they have guns. But I never well, the, not like you think. The gun is more just a parry system. Yeah. It's not really for damage. Like, you can do some crazy builds to do damage with it, but it's not like you're not going to do that your first playthrough. Yeah. But yeah, Dark Souls 2 is the only one that's actively trying to destroy the player. Got it. it was All the rest bad. of them are difficult and stuff, but they're not like setting as many just stupid evil traps that Dark Souls 2 has. Like, and it's so full of those. A lot of my buddies have played the multiplayer co-op stuff before, and they said this one, it's definitely 
better. It's more designed for like the multiplayer co-op sort of stuff. The previous ones they're telling me about like you'd be different colors when you come in and you can only help with these certain things. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm liking the multiplayer stuff. Me and a couple of my buddies hop in, go tackle an area, tackle some bosses. It's mostly me asking for their help. I'm like, hey, you guys doing? Want to help me? Uh, hey, quick, somebody, somebody, come up here and do this, and and I'll just follow. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah that's, that's been that a couple times. I'll, I'll admit it. But well, I'll... that's what the summons are for, too. So the little spirit yeah, summons, yeah. if you don't have buddies to come in, you what? can summon them once I, you start picking those up. Have you been up. finding yourself sticking to certain summons? I got a top three, but I want to hear what you use. I have one that's awesome that I have fully like, upgraded as far as I possibly can so far. That is a, uh, what is it? Stormhawk Denna or something. It's a oh, named I've one. I've heard that one. That was in a list. It's, uh, you have to go find it in an off-the-beaten-path sort of way. And then when I found it, I was like, ooh, this is really cool. Yeah, you can take it's sort of like uh you a similar like most of the spirits are enemy types that you've found before yeah. and now you can sort of summon them as spirits once yeah. you find the like little uh, items for it and that one is cool. one of the annoying bird enemies that have blades on their feet oh, yeah. and a thing on their face that like does fire explosion yeah, like stuff so yeah. having that as a summon is much more fun than fighting them uh, <laughs> i uh, i use i i, I had to go Two of them, they just kind of like came along in the story. I have the Mimic, and there's like two magic casting sisters. They also have melee, and the two the two the two sisters are good because let's say you got a guy that's on horse or is really fast, right? They'll draw his attention, and pretty much, and then you can get in there. Uh, the Mimic's cool. I'm sure you know what the is. It's pretty much. A cool I know thing. that there is a Mimic thing. I don't know what it is because I do not have it. You'll get it. It's in the it's in the story. You'll get it. You'll get it. I won't, I won't. Yeah, when I actually get further in the story. <laughs> now, if you want to go out of the way, you should try to get the headless, the headless Knight. It's a female summon, and it is capable of tanking bosses by itself, pretty much. It will handle the fight, and you can just stand yeah. back and blast the boss. I have several of those, like the Headless Knight thing you talk about, and several other ones that I cannot use because I don't have enough FP on my character because I haven't upgraded enough. I think now I'm about at the point where if I use like a couple things that boost it, yeah, I could get yeah. there, but I have plenty of other things that would be more useful than trying to, oh, to waste really, on like, that. The jellyfish, but I, I could never get the jellyfish to like be useful for me. I'm like, it's okay early on. I used the jellyfish yeah, for a while. I used the wolves a little bit, and it's like, and there's the sorcerer I used too, but I didn't upgrade them much. I, I Once I got the other three, dumping, I think they're both. All of them are plus, plus ten, so they can they definitely. Yeah, and I've and I've talked to Nathaniel a few times about stuff and things just to give advice because I'm like, remember I was super frustrated. I'm like, I'm level thirty and I'm just awful. Help me! And you're like, no, stick with it. <laughs> Here's your help. Get up, and dust it off, and keep playing it, chump. <laughs> no, honestly, the biggest oh, thing about this game that makes it more accessible <laughs> is not that the enemies are easier; it's that you can go away. So, like, if you're right. going to some certain area and you keep butting your head against it, stop doing that. Go away. Like, put a marker on your map to come back later so you remember where it is or yep. even write a note down so you remember because there's so much stuff in this game that that might be helpful to do <laughs> write down something on a piece of paper in your phone go off find some other cool stuff that's not as frustrating or you know possibly you're just way too under leveled for because you wandered into a bad area and come back later 
Because yeah. unlike other like FromSoft games, you can do that. There's so many like ways you could go. In fact, now that I've been in the game so much, if I started again, I could just run around this almost the entire map without ever doing any of the main story bosses because there's ways around those zones that you can just like go explore almost anywhere. It's really cool. Yeah. There's a couple places that have sort of like a a gate that you need to go in, but then, oh, wait, there's a secret way that you can go around and get up to somewhere without taking the main lift that you need to go find the pieces for. You can go this other direction oh, I, and I still get there. Yeah. yeah, so there's all sorts of just alternate paths and stuff in the game, and you can explore a ton of it without ever doing, like, the main dungeon-type areas if you really, really wanted to. If you want to get some of the crazy good weapons for class, too, they're often stuck in dungeons where it's it can be pretty impossible. I... I was after something, and I went there at like level probably like thirty-five or getting crushed, getting crushed. Came back twenty levels or later, destroyed everything, and got the. Which then I don't eat. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I didn't have any good armor for the longest time until I started getting through, and then I found like some really good stuff. So I have some really fun armor now. I was using getting armor until I got to the academy part of the story. And I got, like, there's a set of armor in there that's decent for a confessor, and I used that. Until my buddies showed me this uh, armor. Oh, you before. probably have the Carrion Knight armor then, because I think that's there. Oh, I'm using, like, a mix and match, because I usually don't do sets in these games, because I half do it for stats and half for how it looks. So I've got, like, a cool, like, uh, like armor set. But then I have, like, gold, uh, gold... <laughs> gold like uh grieve things on and i've got like a just like a cowl hood thing is what i'm currently wearing but i've got a ton of fun stuff now that i can swap it out when i feel like it or if i really want to do for the lulls i have the a few silly outfits that i could wear yeah i <laughs> yeah it took me a long time to kind of figure out like what i wanted to do weapon. elden ring has so many silly helmets that are great like special helmets like you have a weird bug on your head or you have like a stone mm. face on your head or you have this or that yeah. like <laughs> yeah, yeah, i just got so all of the little like labyrinth things you go into half of them have the these little stone gargoyle creatures and oh. i just got a drop today from one of them and i've gone to so many of these things killed so many of these that i got their head and that you can actually wear it i was like that's awesome. <laughs> I don't know if it was just that specific one I was in. Maybe it only drops there. I have no idea. But I was like, I've killed so many of these things and never gotten that. That's awesome. <laughs> Probably a super low drop rate on that thing. Yeah, could be. Yeah. A scythe and um, like the second best scythe you can get for a confessor class. Um, and I had to go farm an area. I had to use an item which boosts your ability to find stuff. And I did it like two or three times just with this one area. And then I finally got it. I was like, yeah, this is cool. Yeah first time i beat a boss like one of the like uh, i'll say like a just an area boss to get an item for professor i was super excited because like, i did this yes yeah the game's not then i go to the story box and get slaughtered yeah i was gonna say yeah you you <laughs> the funny thing though is like the very first story boss that you fight is one of the harder ones at least in the yeah. first however you know chunk of the game then when you get to kind of like the second story boss it's also difficult the third one is more of a FromSoft puzzle boss for half of it where it's not about being difficult it's about like find the thing like the weird puzzle gimmick that lets you do damage yeah and <laughs> what we we're talking about off the show the reason i'm i'm such a large level is because i've been farming runes a lot so i can get my so i can be higher level because i'm doing better 
like, all right, well, I don't want to be like, I'm not as good at this game as I should be. But, you know, I, I am enjoying the co-op stuff. I like to summon my buddies. We hang out, kill bosses. One of them's a samurai. He's really good. He knows what he's doing. The other guy's a astrologer, which is like the wizard class. He's like pretty spongy, but he can do a lot of damage. I'm a confessor with melee versus like faith-based spells. Kind of interesting. Do some 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 magic damage, but get in there and wail on the enemy. Yeah, I'm a dude with 40 strength and just enough intelligence and faith so that I can cast some buff spells that either like protect me from damage or make my sword glowy and it causes a special kind of damage like magic yeah, or you can, whatever. You can add stuff to all your weapons, shield, <laughs> stuff like that. It's fun. I run around with a couple of scythes or a, like if a mace or a flail, but a, you know, backup weapon. I have a bow too, which I I have the, uh, I think I talked about last time, the great sword that's basically a Game of Thrones reference where it's yeah. all so made of swords. And I wish it wasn't a special, I wish it wasn't a special weapon because you can't buff special weapons with like putting fire on it or anything. Yeah, but I wanted to see that thing on fire because it would look hilarious. <laughs> like just this giant, like huge anime sized sword made of other swords on fire would be cool. <laughs> gonna have to send me a link to that because i don't know what sort of talking about i kind of want to get it and there's also this other well think of game of thrones like the actual like uh throne made of swords but just a great source size thing of that where it's just a bunch of blades sticking every which way i don't have enough strength to use it but it would be cool yeah it it requires 40 strength it it took me a while to get there (laughs) either most people with confessor either like it's all magic based or dexterity and magic or strength magic and i was leaning toward dexterity just because of the weapons i was finding try this weapons that do bleed damage hold my own kind of wish my I mean, spells were this is very much like previous from soft games but even more so you can play it oh, with right. any kind of way you want and find you know eventually it might take a while till you find them you might not know where they are your first playthrough, but if you ever want to go back and be like, okay, I want to do this thing, there's so many cool weapons that take advantage of different, you know, stats. Or oh, you yeah, can so. even, some of them, you can shift them around the stats so that you can use them. Yeah. Like, pretty much the only ones you can are, like, the special weapons that you find, but a lot of, like, quote, regular weapons still have some special stuff about them. There's very few that are classified as kind of, like, special, special weapons, but... There's some really, really fun, you know, weapons that they came. I have such a huge collection. I had to like throw yeah, them all into my chest yeah, so I don't have to scroll my... forever in my inventory. Yeah, I keep them all because I read all the lore on all of them, and if I ever want to go back and read it, I'm not going to sell it. The game, right. the game does have fair amount of bugs mostly when it comes to fighting bosses and i've discovered that oh you can use some of these to your fa- to your advantage oh uh, i have never found any bugs really yep I've the only thing is like the frame rate stuff is the only like quote bug but that's more just performance not really bug. run into a room and not come in all the way and just run into the wall all right well you're gonna die the easy way yeah i don't know if it's just i haven't run into that or maybe the series x version just doesn't have the same bugs yeah. so i wouldn't have seen the same right. thing you did who knows i'm still having but... a really good time i like it i know it's gonna get hard i i'm i'm a lot further than you are i'm i'm through the capital and already landed the giant yeah i've been to many places yeah. i even got <laughs> i've been i oh, mean i keep 
going back to the stupid uh, volcano. I'm trying to get to the volcano manor so I can get that map map thing because I've been all around it. I've been kidnapped and put under it. I just need to keep going back to find the way to get up to where I can find the stupid map piece so I can have it not be brown. I have so many just like you know fast travel points and things I've found over there. I just don't have the actual map, and I want the map. <laughs> I think next time I go there, I'll probably be okay. I had like the last time I went, I still wasn't quite leveled enough for that area. Yeah, so when I first like, went, okay, I'll go back over here and come back later. When I first went to the area before the capital, I, I wasn't. I ran up there to get something that you could put in the flask that lets you, so you don't lose as many runes and die. There's like a, mm -hmm. and I was like, my buddy's like, you gotta get this. Here it is. Go. You can do it at level forty. I died like, oh, I spent all my runes because I'm smart, but I. I the plateau was brutal. I was like, holy cow. Can't, must get this. Oh, like the, the flask of wondrous physic where you get all the different things that you stuff. can mix in it. Have you gotten the one that makes you explode? I have not. I want to know. I, I'm not going to look it up, but I want to know if there's a useful version for that. Because if you use that in your mix and then you drink it, it like shh, goes for a bit and then you literally explode and die. You did so, that like, in Revenge of Shinobi. <laughs> that, was, that was one of the ninja magics in Revenge of Shinobi. It's like, what is this magic that I got that I... And you just take the sword and you stab yourself with it and it explodes. And you explode. Now, if you have more lives, you come back to life. If you don't, the game is over. And I remember the first time as a kid when we got that, I had one life left. Stuck myself in it. I was like, oh, I'll blow the boss up with this and I'll just come right back. No, I was dying. It was game over. I was out of continues. I'd start over again. Like, yeah, that's over. not how this game works. So uh, you just be dead. So I don't know if maybe you can just like max your health stat out enough that you wouldn't die from it, but I don't know. It's I haven't messed so with it. I just weird. remember trying it, because I'm like, this is going to be fun. Yeah. And then I exploded. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be fun. <laughs> it's all be fun. It'll be fine. It's all fine. It's no big deal. <laughs> it's all good. So yeah, I've got my map full of all sorts of like, okay, I've been to this dungeon, here I've gone to this dungeon, but I haven't beat the boss yet, and like, oh, here's a strong like enemy, here's a dragon that I didn't want to fight the other day, so I'll go back and fight it later, it's just all marked down, and then I go back and check things off of my list, and then, do I feel like going into the main area yet? Eh, nah, let's ride over here. <laughs> hey, that's, that's the beauty about that game, you know, with it that way you can do this whatever you want. Yeah, like, this year is going to be stacked with games, but Elden Ring is going to be game of the year unless something else just absolutely yeah. grabs me, because this game, I'm just loving it so much. Yeah. Well, cool. Eric? I know you yeah. talked yeah. a lot about Elden Ring, but, I mean, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I know. Go I right know, like in said, this. I'm having a pretty time, having, having a good co-op with buddies and stuff. <clears throat> um, I'm still, like, learning how to play. I know, like, I'm for sure, I'm sure Nathaniel's able to handle a lot more, like, the boss fights. For me, I'm always like, I'm just going to get in there and smash them. And I'm like, it doesn't always work. Yeah, you can't Actually, it do does that. work sometimes. <laughs> yeah, depending but, uh, on the boss. But... On the boss. Yeah, because there's the boss I'm stuck at that you can't melee, and it's blasting me from a, while, a distance away. So I'm going to have to get my buddy to help. Oh, I think I might know which one you're talking about. But it has been fun where, you know, my buddies are range-based, and they were getting crushed by a couple dual bosses. Summoned me in. Easy. I just got in and <laughs> a couple of like the assassin type little mini bosses that you can find that are just like super fast and flipping around and you're fighting them in a tiny room is like oh this is crazy yeah, it's hard yeah, to keep track of <laughs> sit still oh, so i can there, hit you <laughs> there's one that's like a shade where it's it's not doesn't have very much health but it will either like trap you summon up a bunch of skeletons and 
teleports all over the room. And so, like, my buddy is, like, trying to hit it with his arrows, and he's missing and missing, and I just sneak up to him. There we go. It's dead. See, that's the advantage of having a big sword, because some of the bosses like that, or mini yeah. bosses like that, you can stun them so they don't, like, get I, away I, from it, you. It, 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 it will, like, knock them back, and then, like, interrupt their attack, and they can just get in. Hmm. All right, so lots about Elden, but let's cover the other things I played quickly. Uh, I played a little bit of Dying Light uh, last week. Uh, my buddy and I are trying to schedule some time to go off that. I think I only, I think I'm like sixty percent of the restore. Um, let's see, they still haven't patched it and fixed it and given me my weapon that was promised for mm. following the storyline. Where Ooh. is my semi-automatic crossbow? See, I know they, I know they did a big update patch for xbox I, but i didn't hear if they had for playstation yet so. yeah they, they have but i'm like and their, their tech support was funny they're like uh yeah we'll look into this yeah we'll look into it it's <laughs> at some point Except for the problem, um, i took my switch with me and a couple of my games last week I saw my niece and nephew um they played kirby star allies for the first time and they want that game. They I don't, they love like the co-op platforming, you know. Yeah. One of them's Meta Knight, the other one's Kirby, and then they're fighting over who gets Kirby. And I'm just like, can't all be Kirby. Why not? Only, only one. <laughs> the other ones have to settle for the other people. But uh, they seem to like it, and it's easy to play. Um, I also tried Samurai Warriors. I have never played the Dynasty Warriors, so that was kind of oh, interesting. Okay. It is okay on the Switch. I would say if you get it on another system play it there. Yeah, I, I yeah. it's, well, it depends because they're hit or miss. Like a lot of them are all over the place. Like no, some, it's a fun game, but the fra- I noticed the frame rate was dipping pretty hard. Yeah, but you know, you ride it on battlefield and you get to slash as many enemies as possible. Use magic. It's it's pretty fun. Yeah, it's great stress. Yeah, yeah my, my my nephew was really enjoying it. He's like, oh, I've got to go over here and get the boss. I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. do your thing. I'll just come along. <clears throat> Uh, I don't think I'd get it for myself. I also tried uh, Nickelodeon All Star All Star Brawl. Too. My nephew has it, and you want to play that? Yeah. That is interesting. If you like Smash, it's much Smash clone. Mm-hmm. Um, the characters are a little more floaty when it comes to jumping, hmm. uh, and they kind of hang in, hang in the air a little bit more. But there there there's some good characters in that game. I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. I was able to pick it up. He had played a lot of it, and I had never played it. And <laughs> I'd, I, what you think happened is he would beat me. Yeah. Nah, oh. I, I picked a couple characters I knew that were decent, and I, I was able to hold my own. So, actually, I, I would be interested to try the online play with that. See how I, I hear the net code is really good hmm. like for online matchmaking and stuff. It, it's it's there's no lag or anything. Surprise! Yeah, it is surprising. Yeah. <laughs> net code. Yeah, sure. but it's you know you don't you don't have that many characters either. That's kind of and there's a lot of there's a couple of obscure like Nickelodeon characters. Where I'm like, All right, I have no idea. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's it. Haven't playing too much, just dabbling in some stuff, trying to play lots of Elden Ring, but you know, trying to break it up. Yeah, that that's it. Yeah, cool. Um, just a couple of news stories, uh, some rumors and things that kind of broke this week. Um, there was a uh, Bloomberg has said that Sony uh, will reveal their uh, Game Pass competitor this week. Um, their Project Spartacus. Um, as soon as next week or this week, which Bloomberg, believe it or not, they're actually usually pretty right on these things. I don't know who their leaker yeah, is. Yeah. It's in 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 around. Oh, it's Jason Schreier. Well, so say, like he, he used to be, now. yeah, he used to be like Kotaku or wherever before, yeah. but now he's been for Bloomberg for the past 
couple, two, three years. I forget how long. So, like, he's got so many sources at this point, I'm sure, that it's yeah. just... <laughs> he can phone up as many people as he needs to to confirm stuff. Yeah. There's a there's a leaked... Uh, take it with a grain of salt uh, thing going around Reddit uh, with all the different tiers. Like, there's going to be a... Uh, plus tier, a silver, a gold, and then the platinum. And like the platinum's like sixty dollars every three months, and you get your no. But I know no, it's not. no, no, no. Just no. don't have tears. Like, yeah, just yeah, get, keep like, it simple. Yeah, they're but they're not. They're not. They're not. This is Sony. They're not going to. They're going to have tears. Sony, you already have it here by having you know PlayStation Now and PlayStation Plus and all this other stuff. If you're going to do a Game Pass competitor. Make it a Game Pass competitor and simple. Yeah, like, if, don't make it if they're if they're going to make it a Game Pass Game Pass competitor, put your games on it day one. But you're not, they're not going to. They're just not going to. It's it it's it's uh, everybody's got their hopes up. It's literally just going to be PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now together with maybe you know my pro- my problem is with PlayStation Now. I have no problem subbing to PlayStation Now. Their game selection is usually pretty good. My issue is, is they never have PlayStation Five games on there. They have PlayStation Four games, and you know, and that's fine. I'm fine with PlayStation Four games, but like, even if you download the PlayStation Four version on the PlayStation Five, you don't get the PlayStation Five version. You get the PlayStation Four version. That's just silly to me. You know, if you're going to have brand new day one games on there, they did. Um, they did one day one game. It was um, oh, was it Samurai Warrior Three or Shadow Warrior Three? Shadow Warrior Three, I think it was. Shadow Warrior Three. That's yeah. Right, yeah. And you know, I was like, oh, that would be really cool. There's no PlayStation Five version of it, so it's like, oh, okay, I could see that. But I don't know if you're not going to offer PlayStation Five versions of games on PlayStation Now. What are you even doing at this point? You're a year and a half into the new system. Right? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make sense. You know, this the play. And then I read another rumor today that the PlayStation Five Pro version will come out in 2024, 2023, next year. Like, why? Why are you even? Why would that even happen at this point? You can't make enough PlayStation 5s to meet demand because of chip shortages. Why are you going to go Well, there's ahead not and... even, like, games or software to take advantage of a yeah. pro version anyway. Yeah, so, I mean, you're not... Nothing's taking advantage of the PlayStation 5 or the Series X now. Why in the world would you go ahead and bring out another version of the system when people can't get the system that they have now? No, don't do that. I understand why they did a PlayStation 4 Pro... In that generation. That generation was getting long in the tooth. There was a big gap between this and that. Okay, I get that. 4K, sure. But yeah, but I haven't even been that long for since the PlayStation 5 came out until yeah. now. So Or even next year, it still wouldn't be as long as that. So it's yeah. like, come on. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? So... I mean, it could just be some dumb rumor. Yeah, it could be, but you know, yeah, but yeah, and that's just it. You never know. I mean, it could happen, but... And, and it may not be anything. So hopefully, I, I, hopefully this week, you know, I'm, I'm not saying I hope it launches. I just hope they have an announcement. But this grain of salt rumor stuff, if that's the real prices of it and for what you get, holy fright, it's a joke. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's an absolute joke. Um, I don't know if anybody watched uh, Phil Spencer uh, and, um, oh, what's her name? Uh, is it Sarah? Sarah 
Bond? Sarah Bond. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Bonds uh, from their GDC video that they played at GDC. It was it was very interesting. There was a lot of game developer stuff about tools that they're given for cloud and indie games and stuff like that. But there was some news that came out with it um, about Game Pass with the type of numbers they were getting. Um, day one launches get three and a half, three and a half times lift from players from large publishers, fifteen times that from indies, which I could believe that. You know, you could see the way um, Tunic was. You know, a lot of people knew of Tunic and you know knew about it, but when it when it came out on Game Pass, suddenly everybody was playing it. You know, it was like, you know, why not? It's there. Try it out. Um, <clears throat> subscribers spend fifty percent more. I can attest to that. I've bought more. <laughs> more games and I've bought more games digitally since being on game pass that I have, uh, you know, any other time, uh, NDC triple digit revenue growth, which is insane. That's crazy. Um, and subscribers play 40% more games after, uh, after joining game pass. Yeah. I could believe that too. Cause well, I mean, like if you just had your Xbox and then you suddenly have all these games, of course you're going to be playing more yeah, games after you join. You'll have them there, <laughs> but it suddenly you have access to a bunch of games and you know, you know what do you do? Just let them sit there. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Go play. And people, people just, People kill me, but it's like you, you look at these numbers and you look at things that Microsoft comes out with about how much growth you get, how much money is made, and stuff like that. And people still can't you know, can't wrap their head around that Game Pass actually still makes publishers money. They think it doesn't make publishers money, and it does. I mean, and they they talked about that in that interview. You know, Phil Spencer was talking about there were some indie games that never would see the light of day that they went to and said, hey, we will give you X amount of money to finish this game if you let us put it on Game Pass for X amount of days or weeks or months or years or however, and we don't care what other platforms you put it on. We just want it on Game Pass day one, and we'll give you money to finish it. And they did it, you know. I mean it's story after story after story after story of that i mean you know <clears throat> and same thing with guardians of the galaxy you look at that that game came out a lot of people liked it it kind of fizzled out after a month and then it came out on game pass and what's everybody been talking about when it came out on game pass they've been talking about guardians of the galaxy again you know here right. what six months after the game just, came out or however it long it was. Chance, you know? yeah yeah so, you know but i'm one of those i'm one of those weird xbox people that actually pay for game pass and buy games. What? what? <laughs> you, know, you know, I've I've seen people post. Well, dude, if you if you're a Game Pass subscriber, you're just you're just too poor broke to buy games. So that's why you're a Game Pass subscriber. Well, like, if you're someone who's too poor to buy games, but you can afford Game Pass, mm. then that's like the best yeah. thing you should be doing. Yeah, you get really. a lot of games to play. You get like, a lot of games to play. It's anything, not a bad thing. If you're working a deal to get Game Pass cheap, you know. Yeah, might as well take that too. Just more games. I guess I'm one of those cheap, weird guys that's paid up for five years on Game Pass. So you know, whatever. (laughs) I'm just, I ain't got no money. I ain't got no money. (laughs) But I don't know. It's I, I, I. You know, I'm paid up for a year of PlayStation Plus at this point, unless Sony really brings out something with their with their version that that woos me i don't see me picking it up and the one thing that's going to have to woo me is is you're going to have to have some good first party games that i don't already own or they're going to have to come out that day 
Yeah, and pricing is going to be the big thing too because I'm not that interested in getting demos. I'm just not, and that's one of the rumored tiers is all the you know the high end tier. You're you're going to get game demos early. It's like well, PlayStation. Who cares? PlayStation, <laughs> it's a game demo. <laughs> yeah, PlayStation used to send me game demos in the mail on a disc for free, and I didn't even ask for them. You know, they just show up back in the day on the PlayStation One, and the PlayStation Two. It's like, and now you, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's. PlayStation Now, I've used it when it first came out, and you know that was what, at this point, six years ago or something like six, seven, eight. No, it's probably longer than that, ten years ago, and it was fine. But there's nothing, nothing on there compelling enough for me to keep a subscription to pay for it. Plus, it was mostly streaming stuff. You know, if I want to play PlayStation Three games, I have to stream them, and I don't want to stream them. Of course, now it's using. Azure, so you know <laughs> they're using the same thing XCloud uses. So hey, maybe it's a little better now. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, is it just PlayStation Four games you can download from there? At least yeah. currently, mm-hmm. just yeah. PlayStation Four games. I mean, that makes sense. So, yeah. So you know, if you're not, it, my thing is, is yeah, you, you're going to have a huge back catalog of, and they do. Mike, Sony has a huge back catalog of all kinds of stuff they could put on there. But if I'm going to have to stream it all instead of actually being able to download it and play it naked on the PlayStation 5 it's kind of like not a lot of people uh, enjoyment from that that's the thing is because I mean especially with like an inconsistency of like God knows how many types of bandwidth from any part of the country and yeah. all these different types of service providers like it is going to be different for everybody there's going to be no such thing as a consistent experience and it's going to be you're going to see a lot of mixed reception yeah yeah I mean and the thing about it is is like I, did you have you ever played PlayStation Now games on your PlayStation 4? Did you ever play PlayStation 3 games that way on your PlayStation? 4? Not on the PS4, nope. but however the first time I did try PS Now was before it even came out. There was a beta on PS3 right. and they only had 10 games available. I'll never forget that. Yeah. And I tried that and it was fine. But, I mean, the tech, I don't think, was sophisticated enough at the time to really handle no. that, even though I was playing some super basic stuff like Peggle, <laughs> you know? They were but, right, yeah. But still, I mean, you still need some sort of reactionary skill to Peggle with, you know, how crazy some of the levels get well, knocking that the ball around. So The way it worked on PlayStation 4 um, with the PlayStation 3 stuff streaming on PlayStation Now, it was actually like you were logging into a PlayStation 3 system. It had the menu system, everything come up like you were on a PlayStation 3. So you had saves, you had everything like that. Like you're connecting wirelessly to your PlayStation 3 to stream these things. Yeah. And it's like, no, why Why does it have to be that way? You know, why can't it just native? But it's because it couldn't natively run a PlayStation 3 game on the PlayStation 4. As much as the PlayStation 3 was a great system, the way that they had that thing set up was just was ridiculous. Yeah, it was just ridiculous for backwards compatibility. They'll never, they'll never be able to natively play those games. I don't think on, on a PlayStation. Everything system. was way too proprietary for their own good, and it was like they ended up just shooting themselves in the foot because of it. Because yeah. there was a lot of games that just ended up not just like even for when that was the time when that when those were the new generation consoles. There was a, there were a lot of games that, despite technically being a pretty powerful system, they just used got a lot of games that were definitely they were the most they were the worst versions of a lot of third party mm-hmm. games was PS3 games because I can't, of how they had to do everything. I can't remember if it was Elder Scrolls or if it was one of the Fallout games, but there was a bug in that game that every time you saved the game, 
the game got the game save got larger and larger and larger all of them yeah every every bethesda studios game like that well yeah but i mean it would be like you would save it on playstation 3 and it would be like a hundred gigs it would start taking up like tons of the (laughs) that's a little bit too much for a game save yeah yeah it was was a lot (laughs) it was like yeah it was i can't remember what what that was but it was like why am i running out of space on my playstation 3 that's weird oh it's because for some strange reason my fallout 4 or fallout 3 save is like 500 gigs what's up with that (laughs) it's like But yeah, they're going to, they're, we'll see. That's like I say, I, you know, I want to see what they have to offer, but you know, I know we're not getting, we're not getting, we're not getting like game pass. It's just not going to get like, I mean, also like PS plus hasn't had anything that I really care to redeem that much for the past, however long anyway. So unless they're going to up all of that for this new thing, then it's not going to be that enticing. And I, anymore, I just, redeem them and go on i don't even you know if it's something that's oh, i like, just i halfway i always forget about it. I'm like oh wait what is it yeah. oh no never mind i don't even bother it's like if yeah. it's not something i'm ever going to play i'm not gonna redeem it yeah i don't I just, care just add it to my account and go on i don't think about it you know maybe someday down the road i might but you know it's like it's, if it's something i might someday play sure i'll redeem it but if it's just something that's just like some random like bass fishing game or something i know yeah. i will never ever want to play i'm not gonna redeem it yeah <laughs> If it's Sega bass fishing, then yeah, I'll play that because Sega bass fishing was awesome. I won't. That's not for me. So like, if it's a not for me game, or a you know, I will never ever get to that game, or even sometimes I have that on other platforms. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Because then it'll just muddy up my library with a bunch of crap that I don't care about. Well, at least now they let you filter that crap. You know, that's the thing. I can filter all those out. They didn't used to do that on the PS4, but on the PS5, at least I can filter that crap out now. But I don't know. It's it's weird. We'll see. But I, I guarantee. Yep. I guarantee. Probably. Oh, I won't guarantee it. But I'll, I'll say probably. All it's going to be is it's going to merge PlayStation Now and PlayStation Plus, and all they're going to do is brag about how many subscribers they have now because they've merged those two things together. And look, it's our it's our Game Pass competitor, and we have sixty million people. Away. Yeah, fifty million people. That's twice as many as Xbox. It's like, well, yeah, because you just merged two things together. It's still PlayStation Plus. It's not Game Pass. It's well, then Xbox will just be like, well, here we'll add our gold people who are still just on gold, and there's how many subscribers we yeah, have. So I mean, like, uh, come on. Yeah, it's it's crazy, but. Yeah, and you can always spin numbers, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and you can always be one of those fanboys that I'll never do this. And then when 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 Sony does it, it's like, oh wait, yeah, I'm going to do that. That's the greatest thing ever. They invented this wheel. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) oh, it's just, I, it's just some things I hear people say, and I just go, what? It makes me laugh. So, all right. Well, if anybody doesn't have anything else, is there anything else that you know missed or anything like that? It's, it's not been a huge news day or news couple weeks, even though we were gone for technically three weeks because I had to work last weekend. But 
Um, hopefully that will never happen again because this is the first time in a very long time that I have worked on a Saturday and I did not like it. No, sir. Not one bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's been years. I can't, uh, it's like, I, I was driving home going, this is like six or seven years, maybe eight years since I've worked on a Saturday. I don't like this. I don't like this at all. I was like, <laughs> now I have to do everything on Sunday and then turn around and go back to work on Monday. That's bull crap. Uh, but you know, the, the nice thing, uh, well, I say the nice thing, the thing is when you have a big thing of gout, you don't go back to work the next week. You sit on the chair and prop your foot up and go, oh, my foot hurts. <laughs> Make sure you ice it. No, no, you don't ice, you don't ice gout. That makes it worse. That always works for me. Uh, I was, I was talking to the doctor and I said, I'm going to ice it. And he said, no, said, do not ice gout. Said that actually makes the uric acid crystallized to the joint more you don't want to put ice on it so just it, elevate it. Yeah, it says just elevate it and let it be so it's been lots of water it's been elevated and i haven't had a mountain dew in a week and i'm kind of jonesing for some mountain dew <laughs> it's like say what uh, what causes it for you i could tell you what causes it for me what uh, uh i'm gonna say red meat and beer causes it for you that'll do uh actually it's not red meat because i don't i don't eat that much red meat. oh okay alcohol yeah alcohol no with me it's usually it's usually red meat or um it's peanuts it's usually something nutty like peanut butter um yeah peanut butter peanut butter candy uh peanuts um well sometimes it's um it's like um, uh, what's processed meat, like yeah. lunch meat yeah. and hot yeah, dogs and eat a lot of seafood. So yeah, yeah, see, and I don't eat a lot of seafood. It's it, it's it, if I eat. Do you like, do you like liver? <clears throat> no. <laughs> that also that yeah. causes it. Shellfish, yeah. Yeah, see, no, I don't like. I don't eat any of that stuff, but I do yeah. like. I do like the occasional hot dog. I do like bologna occasionally. I like. I like to go to Jimmy John's in the evening and eat, you know, dinner. So, but that's cold cuts, and I oh, eat like, burgers way too much. I eat ground beef way too much. You know, one week I'll eat Taco Bell, and then I'll have a hamburger at Red Robin the next night, and then we'll go some. You know, it's yeah, it's like, and if I don't drink enough water, it doesn't wash that stuff out. And I yeah. mean, yeah, that's, that's the trick. And it just happened to be, I didn't drink enough water that week. And my body just went, you know what? You've ate out every day for the past three and a half months. We're shutting this party down. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, okay. I mean, I showed up to work at, on Monday morning. I it, it started Friday night on the way home. And I went, man, my foot really is hurting. I know it's going to be bad. I, and Saturday morning I got up and it was a little swollen, put my shoe on, went to work, which that was the biggest mistake. Came home and then woke up Sunday morning and my foot was so swelled that even if the sheet on the bed touched it, it hurt. <laughs> and, big toe. And my big toe. Yeah. And my, but my whole foot swelled. It was, it swelled, it swelled so much that Tuesday morning, the doctor took a x-ray because he didn't believe I had gout. He thought I broke my foot. <clears throat> and I went, no, I, I know I didn't break my foot. And sure enough, it was just swollen so much. I was <laughs> pulled in the parking lot up Monday in Pitts, in Pennsylvania, and I had sandals on, and my boss was laughing at me. He's like, are you going to put – I said, yeah, I'm going to put my shoes on, but look how much my foot is swollen. And you could see the lump in my sock. I literally almost took the strings out of my shoe – 
and jammed my shoe on, and I figured they heard me yell probably a mile away because it hurt so bad. <laughs> I couldn't tie my shoe. That's how swollen my shoe was. I've been there. I know how painful. Yeah, I mean it is. It is painful. My and buddy, I, <laughs> my buddy, my buddy drink. He drinks a lot more than I do. Gets it. Um, he eats a lot of steak. He gets it in the, his ankle. This now becoming out podcast. Gets it in his ankle. Oh my. Gosh, the three man. most common places are the foot, knee, and hands. Yeah. Well, man. what makes up the the stuff that makes up my gout is also the same thing that gave me kidney stones. So I would rather get the gout than I would the kidney stones. Oh, yeah. any, I mean, absolutely. I mean, yeah. much as I hate to put up with the gout, I I hate to put up with kidney stones. <laughs> but. Yeah, I'll take gout over any day. So now it's like, oh, I don't want to eat this. I don't want to eat that. I want to uh, give me buy me twelve liters of water to take with me, so I make sure I drink two liters of water a day to make sure I'm flushing everything. Out. It's like it's ridiculous. But yeah, this is the worst flare up I've ever had, and this is really the first flare up I've had in like four years, like three or four years. So, oh, I mean, okay. Now how, we can talk about this offline because I got another question. But... We'll, uh, we'll talk off. Okay, all right. We'll, we'll end the Dr. Oz uh, Dr. part of the episode. <laughs> hey, hey, I have growth on my face. <laughs> That's called your face. <laughs> How do I take care of it? Uh, all right, guys. Well, like I say, we should be back. Maybe in two weeks. I don't know what two weeks. Yeah, that's still not Easter. I keep, I keep, Easter seems so late this year for some reason. I keep thinking that it's like next week and it's really not. It's like, and then the next week I'm like, oh, Easter's next week. Everybody's going to be here. Oh, no, they're not. It's not that week. Oh, it's that. No, it's not. So eventually it'll be Easter and I'll be surprised. Um, <laughs> but we should be, we should be back in two weeks. If you want to come hang out with us live, just follow us on Twitter. I'll tweet out about an hour before, uh, an hour or two before we go live to let everybody know. If not, and you just get it on the pod catcher, you'll get it the next day after we post it. So, hooray, hooray. Uh, but our Twitter is at GL underscore podcast. I forgot to say that. So, All right, guys. Well, thanks a lot for hanging out and listening to us. And we will catch you all next time. See you later. Bye-bye. podcast is part of the Gamers Lounge Radio Network. Get more gaming news and shows at www.the-gamers-lounge.com.